it's lunchtime in Central Texas. Live at one of the year's biggest events. As you can see, the crowd is going wild. Let's see who will have their cake and eat it, too. It's time for the press box. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? Soup. I can read. PB and J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Here's your host, Ward White and Cameron Stewart, along with Aaron Sexton. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas on this fabulous Friday. Yay. Woo! <laughs> Look at you. Yay, some- that's all you've got? It's I Friday. Was, I was just dancing. I got some skills up in here. Well, I, I, I wouldn't. Not, uh, okay. What? I, you don't like my down. dance moves? No, you, you're fine. Let's, here. Come on. Let's break it down. No. Today is the last Friday of January, y'all. It is. Yep. That means I figured I'm that out. My, you know how? All by yourself? Uh-huh. I looked <laughs> on the Googles. <laughs> Imagine Stunning. that. Because, you know. That's what you I do. have another personality that's on another station. <laughs> that, so we do national what day it is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, today is national last day, last Friday of January. So well, that's go. a week. What a holiday. Yeah, that's well, a week. Well, you know what? It's also <laughs> National Spouse Day. So go get your spouse and get your Barry White on. I don't know. Thank you for letting me know. I know. What Let's does Barry White have to do with Because if you play that song. Mm-hmm. The implications. Could be some relations going on. <laughs> wow. Welcome to lunchtime in Central Texas. <laughs> Big day for me. Okay. I get my last paycheck from the full-time job I left earlier this month. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Spends it wisely. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, it's, it pays out all my vacation days, too, so it's well, actually like good. a real paycheck. Well, Even though it was, I worked one week. Hey. Very nice. Yeah. Big, big day for all of us, really. Yeah, let's all get a clap. Yeah. And it's Friday. And it's Friday. What about mm-hmm. you, Ward? <laughs> what you got? Hey, it's it's another day in the neighborhood. <laughs> Aw, you get to see us every day. Well, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, you hear me complaining? No. No. Okay. Not at all. Not yet. Not yet. Give it's only me time. Twelve oh three. A lot of time left in the day. <laughs> That's what I always tell people. How's it going? Ah, pretty good, but it's still young. It's still, right. we got time. Subject to change. Yep, <laughs> we got time. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It is uh, a day closer to NFL playoffs. Yay. Which uh, I'm excited about with the conference championships. I really am. I think these are two good matchups. But the other thing in the NFL, as Cameron pointed out yesterday, Dominoes are falling. Dominoes yep. are falling. And I don't know that it's I mean, I, I think it's kind of what you said. Once Jim Harborough went and made his decision to move on to the Chargers, which it's gonna cost the Chargers one point five million dollars to Michigan to be able to finish that deal, which Nice, lovely donation. Yeah, here you lovely go. Lucky school like Michigan needs that. Yeah, they, they, they really can get need new that. Uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really yeah, need they can that. Wear the, bring the maize pants back. Yeah, yeah. So that that domino fell, and now we're starting to see other dominoes fall rapidly in the NFL coaching carousel. 
There's still a couple of places that are open, but you're starting to see things round out. And Atlanta finds their new head coach. I I don't know what Atlanta wants to accomplish here. And here's my question. Were the Falcons front office, because I believe their ownership really wanted Bill Belichick. I believe that he, he was like, okay, this is my guy. I'm going to go down this road, and we're going to figure it out. And even if Bill Belichick went in there and said, I want full control, which I don't think he – I'm I, I'm leaning more toward he didn't say that because he said even in New England, hey, you know what, I, I would be open to relinquishing sure. part of this deal and just be able to coach football. So I don't know that he went into Atlanta with a iron fist and said, this is how it's going to be. I think more the front office for the Falcons were sitting there and said, okay, if Belichick comes in, is my job in risk? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they so, were right. I mean, they're, so they're, I'm going to, I'm going to blackball him and say that this well, is no, not a good why, idea. Would you hire somebody that you thought would eventually going to get you fired? Oh no. I, that's what I'm saying. I think it's <laughs> yeah. more not on the ownership saying, this is not my guy. This is more on the group effort of the front office saying, yeah, this may push me out the door. Let's don't do this. Let's, let's go <laughs> this easier way here. And as a result, you get they a guy hired someone who is definitely not threatening the GM's job. I'll give them that. No. Not even close. <laughs> Raheem Morris? Where did that come from? Good luck, Atlanta. I mean. You're going to. I don't know that you ooh. take a step forward or backwards, but you're stuck in neutral, in my I, opinion. I think they're taking a step backwards. Good. But I, I, don't, think, I don't think they upgraded in their head coaching position by any stretch of the imagination. You don't think the 356 win percentage as a head coach in the NFL is that's not popping off the page for you? That's not selling season tickets? <laughs> <laughs> He's tried it in this division. He's been a head coach of this team in an interim role. Neither one was successful. N- at all. Even close to it, anyway. I, I just, this was a name that we didn't hear at all. This is a fail for the Falcons. I mean, and and I will definitely hear out Falcons fans who are saying, I didn't want Bill Belichick. Like, I can can hear reasons for that, for sure. But is anyone saying Raheem Morris, that was the guy we wanted? I I didn't. I I didn't even know he was being looked at. I didn't either. No, he was not on on anybody's radar. Nobody's Nobody's radar. Not interviewing anywhere. Oh, I just surprise, surprise, surprise. Is this the worst hire so far in this carousel of yeah. the coaching changes? I think yeah. so. I think it is. Which I was not very high on the one Carolina made the day before. So this this took a lot. Uh, and of course, that's only something we can truthfully answer in hindsight. But, but Carolina's uh, Carolina. And yeah. I think if you're Carolina right now, you can afford to throw darts at the board. Right. And yeah. you got a guy that's young and that's done a really good job as an OC. What's it going to hurt Carolina to give him a chance? For the Falcons, it's kind of a different story for the Falcons because of the fact that 
you're not that far removed from Dan Quinn getting you to the Super Bowl. Now, you you did pee down your leg yeah. in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but Carolina went the year before, actually. They, they did. But, <laughs> yeah. again, for Atlanta, you kind of have a roster that is somewhat close. Yes. Somewhat close. Yeah. I mean, there's some there's some holes to fill, but you're somewhat close. Your roster is a whole lot closer than Carolina's. So Carolina can take a little bit of a chance and say, okay, we've got a young guy full of energy. Now we need to go out and find what we need to fit him. For Atlanta, I I think this is just Eh, okay, let's go with this guy. And and the other big and, difference. And I don't I, I you have a chance for Bill Belichick. That's the that's the big difference. One team interviewed Bill Belichick, the other one didn't. You know, I it didn't seem like Carolina had any interest, nor do no. I think Belichick would have had any interest in Carolina, to be fair. But I think that's where he wanted to go. To Carolina? No. Oh, to Atlanta. To Atlanta. Okay, I was like, wait a minute. Not what, Carolina. Where, what are the sources you're hearing? No, uh, Atlanta. I, I, obviously, he wouldn't have been there two times for an interview. Yeah. And why you have to interview wild. the best coach that's ever coached the game twice is beyond me. I think it's on the front office of people running scared and saying, well, if we hire this guy, uh-oh. They were weighing I, out I, the pros and cons. I may be out of a job. Yeah. And it just... It makes me wonder, because like we've talked about, Atlanta isn't like a great destination, but it's certainly not bad. It's not it's not this terrible mess, necessarily. I mean, they don't know how to win mm-hmm. yet, but it's not a mess like some of these other teams are. And I'm thinking if, if a team like that isn't going to hire him, I know he'll be back up in the carousel next year. But He's not is? coaching in 2024. I mean, at this point, not. Unless, of course... You can get him to be the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator. Maybe he's going to take my my advice. Yeah. Just sit on the couch for I, a while. I would not be opposed if Dan Quinn went to Seattle and they went to Belichick and said, hey, you want to run this defense? But is Bill Belichick going <laughs> to no, go back to a, no. to a D.C. job? No. no. And, and by no. the way, if he had any interest in the Cowboys, that would have got back to Jerry. He might well have been the head coach. If, if Jerry hears that he has interest in Dallas, would you I think unplug, that changes the narrative. Would you unplug Mike McCarthy and plug Belichick in? Right now? I mean, yeah, I I, yes. I would. Yes. I, I think it's kind of... To me, it's like throwing darts at the dartboard, but in a much classier place than where the Panthers are. You know yeah, what I mean? I, like, I, I get that. You know, I mean, you're not... But does oil and water mix? No. No, that's the thing. I don't, I don't think they'd work well together. I mean... Kind of tried it before, right? With yeah, Parcells. Yeah, and I hear this a lot. Parcells and Belichick are are di- are grandstanding in a way, but different in their own ways. If that makes sense, like Parcells always needed to be the story. Parcells always needed to be the soundbite. Uh, he needed to be the franchise needed to be Parcells, not the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And that was the case with the Jets and the Patriots and the Giants as well. With Belichick, it's more, I don't need to be the face of the franchise, but you best believe, like, you better know where your where your bread is buttered. You know, I don't need to be out there. I don't need to be given the Parcells sound bites, but you need to know that the franchise is run through me kind of thing. And 
you know, I, I mean, he did work with one of the most famous owners, but I would say Robert Kraft is quite a bit different personality-wise than, than <laughs> quite Jerry a bit. Jones. Yeah, I, I would, I would say about a lot. Yeah, a, a bit different. Yeah, so, I agree. Different, different ways, but I still don't know that that would be a, a good relationship. And that's also something you got to take into account from Belichick's side at age seventy-one. You know. Could that have? Been, I don't know if he was somewhere else. He could work with Robert Kraft right now. I don't know. You know, he seems a much better guy to work with. But I think he'd probably be better off with someone more timid. Yeah, honestly, that's a good way for it. Yeah, a good word for it. Younger, <laughs> who needs Belichick? Exactly. So let me ask you this, and we got to go to break here in just a second, and we'll have Kyle Yeomans talking Cowboys with us. But scenario. Belichick takes the year off. Mike McCarthy took a year off after he left Green Bay, right? Yeah. Mike McCarthy stumbles his way to a wild card game, loses the wild card game. No way. Oh, please. Come on. He's on his last year of his contract. Is there still a possibility that, hey, Mike, thanks. See you later. Bill, come here. I say no. I can see that happening. I would see it if if it's like this year. If they win 12 games, they win the division, they get a home playoff game, they're comfortable favorites, and they lose again. Like if, if, if the wheels fall off, which I think could happen, and you know they lose five in a row to end the season, they miss the playoffs, they're 7-10, and, and and it's just this doomsday scenario, then I think Jerry goes for a full restart. Um, and doesn't go towards Belichick. But if it's what we've seen something like this year and they're foiled again, we, we buy in again and they lose in the first round, I think he takes a long, hard look at Belichick. I do for too. For the same reasons we gave this year. Right? I mean, it's not a lot of difference between... I mean, Look, they're two different coaches. Don't get me wrong. You know, Mike McCarthy went and spent time in his basement and rethought and <laughs> yes. bought into analytics and all this stuff that we've heard, and he still stinks when it comes to winning the ones that matter. I don't yeah. see their personalities, Jerry Jones and Bill Chet getting along. That's me. At I some think Jerry's going to soften at up. At some point, so? Jerry Jones has to, to realize, I if I want to get a ring before it's over for me, and I don't mean to be ugly, but he's got to realize yeah, <laughs> that if if I want another ring, another Lombardi in this office, I better get the hell out of the way. Yes, which he should have done a because long time he's ago. A, well, he's a smart guy. Yep. But it, at some point, it's got to go, hmm, what's the common denominator here? And you know what I think kind of exactly. pushes me towards that thought about Belichick if they have a good season next year but still don't win out and that they could they could look at him is, honestly, maybe I'm playing too much into it, but the Ring of Honor thing yeah, with Jimmy Johnson, that's a 30-year beef we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And like nasty at the end there. He's buried the hatchet. He's softened up in his old age. You know, he's seeing his grandkids and great-grandkids run around, and, you know, he's just, his heart's growing two sizes too big, Stephanie. And I think he's going <laughs> to say. Whatever. I don't believe anything uh, you're saying. Like, I don't agree with he's any like, of that. He's like, I'm a real, I'm a real softy now. 
Oh. So the only thing I need to do is hire Bill Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the scenario coming up. I really can. He's a but, smart enough guy. I mean, I hope. We'll who see. knows? We'll see. Who knows? I, I still think it's amazing that, that Belichick is sitting out there and not landed anywhere yet. Maybe he and just wants to take time off. I don't know. He does not. No, I don't think so. No, he does not at I all. I mean, he'll enjoy it, I'm sure. But Yeah, he wants to be on the sidelines. That's that's his DNA. That's what he wants to do. If he wanted to take time off, he wouldn't have went to Atlanta twice. Well, right, Would have true. never done that. True. All right, coming up next, Kyle Yeomans will join us. We'll talk Cowboys and NFL. That's next here in the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor, Big 12 Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Basketball welcomes TCU into Foster Pavilion this Saturday. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Price on stock number 132092. Eligible trade-in. Inquire for full discount. See dealer for details. Save big at the New Year New Truck Savings Event at Richard Carr. GMC Sierra is the best truck on the road with the ride of a luxury sedan inside a powerful work truck. Right now, save $10,000 on a GMC Sierra SLT with a 5.3 liter V8 and a multi-pro tailgate. Richard Carr also has big savings on over 100 new and used trucks in stock right now. Call now, get here now, or log on now for the New Year New Truck Savings at Richard Carr. Richard Carr. They have the truck for you. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Every day, Incommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, Incommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At Incommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at IncommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. 
The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands, Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Worldwide's Cameron Stewart along with you. Aaron Sexton pushing the buttons, hitting the wheels of steel here on a fabulous Friday. Doesn't it feel like it? Yeah. Weather's nice. Yes. I still miss football. <laughs> Aaron. What? Hey, look, it's almost 60 degrees, Aaron. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, I'd rather have this. <laughs> I'm not getting sunburned. I'd, I'd rather have this than single digits, so. Take it. I'd Point rather ten. have this in triple digits. More so, yeah. You know, Winter better, summer better. I mean, or do you need them both? Personally, for me, it's I prefer the cold a little bit compared compared to the Texas heat. Yeah, I despise the cold. No, I'd rather I, have. I, cold. I would rather. Be, I'm being dead serious. I'd rather it be 110 than below 40. Nope. Any day of the week. Not for me. I love just like a good crisp cold though. Like no no ice. See, we don't get snow. that here, though. That's that's, know, that's one of the that's reasons the why I hate the cold because the high humidity, and it's just a brutal cold yeah. here. Like but. I've been to places where it's cold, like you're describing, and it's it's a lot different. It's awesome. Nothing anyway, wrong I'll take that over hundred. I just like hate that feeling of hundred degrees and getting into your car. I hate just that. walking out and getting hate hit it. in the face with that heat. Yes. Ugh. It does just knock the wind out of you, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It's, it's, you, you open Walking the door. down the driveway and sweating. You open the door and it's, it's like car. somebody's got a huge hair dryer blowing it in your face. <laughs> Welcome to Texas. Disgusting. We'll have Kyle Yeomans joining us here in just a second. He is on a coach's call right now, and he will join us here in the press box in just a few minutes. And uh, before we get to him, Cam, you look at the Dallas Cowboys. It's kind of quiet on the front. They're still up in the air. And you mentioned it in the last segment, Dan Quinn looking like more and more that Seattle could be a landing spot for him because mm-hmm. he's been on two interviews now. Interviewed with half the league, Dan Quinn. And I, I, what is the deal with the two interviews and all these coaches? I don't know. I mean, can you not? I, when did this become, I mean, you look at the Chargers, they had two interviews with Jim. You look at Atlanta, they had two interviews with Belichick. You look at, name anybody that has a coaching opening right now, and all you hear is, well, so-and-so's on his second interview. Can you not Can you not figure it out in one interview? Either the dude's the right dude or he's not. 
like are we is this something that has been happening and that we've missed for I don't decades? Rem- I like, don't remember I, it ever I, happening before. It's bizarre because because you come in with a list. This is why you interview these guys. It's not like you're just like Hey, you know, tell me where you're hey, from. Let's and go have a hamburger and some fries, like, yeah. and then we'll talk next week. Yeah, you know who these guys are. So, you know, you talk about the direction of the team, how you're instilling your philosophy, yada, 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 who you want to bring in as coaches, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand why it needs to be two. Is there like a 30-minute time limit on each of them? <laughs> you're just forced it's to just do strange. two or three? And I thought I just missed it before because I thought, well, maybe this isn't the norm. But I don't remember ever seeing, well, so-and-so's on his second interview with this team. Yeah, it's I, I just, I don't get it. I, it kind of raised the antennas when we were talking with Q about it a couple weeks ago about Belichick specifically. And, like, that just didn't make any sense. No. To go two interviews there. But now everyone's doing it. And it's like... Like a two date thing, you got to know before <laughs> you spend the night or what? I don't, I don't get it. But anyway. joining us now from the Dallas Cowboys Networking, we can ask him. It is Kyle Gilman's. Kyle, how are we doing on this Friday? Doing just fine. Got a uh, a little bit of a draft prep this week. Got the Shrine Ooh. Bowl and the Senior Bowl here. Man, that came up way too quick. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> didn't take long, did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't take very long to get. Welcome back to the back. world of growing a little bit older because things do sneak up on you a little bit more, <laughs> right? Yeah, goodness, yeah. I'm about to have three kids come my way. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, I'm about to be forget coming my way quickly. I think it's gonna hit me by like a bus. That's what it's gonna look like. <laughs> You'll be fine. I got full faith in you. <laughs> Kyle Yeoman's with us here in the press box and. Kyle, we were just talking about coaches' interviews and things around the league, and one that is interest to the Dallas Cowboys is Dan Quinn goes on his second interview with the Seattle Seahawks. When Have I missed something in the past years? We see Belichick go on two interviews. We see Jim Harbaugh go on two interviews, Dan Quinn go. What is the deal with the second interview with these NFL teams all of a sudden? Yeah, I think it's just another – it's like another element of the process, right? And we had the conversation last week where it feels like the process is more transparent because of social media and there's more more out in the open now than there ever has been. So I think there's, there's a little bit to that. But I, I really think it's just uh, – it's mostly a checkup on everything that's going on. I mean, you think about some of these other coaches, Bill Belichick probably the one exception right now. Um, that most of the time, whenever these second interviews become public, it's been a hiring. I mean, Raheem Morris hired right after his second interview. It's been Jim Harbaugh hired after his second interview. So I, I think they're Callahan, even in Tennessee. I mean, there's there's been track record there to where they've had these second interviews, and it's it's really just been more so of a okay, here's here's what's going on, and here's what we can expect moving forward, but. Uh, yeah, with Dan Quinn going to Seattle, I mean, you and I talked about it even prior to the wild card game. That seems like just an automatic fit. Uh, maybe, maybe Seattle's having second guessing, uh, just based off of the fact that there are other candidates out there and that, uh, there's maybe a, a bit of pause on the way that things happened in that wild card game. So, uh, I think there's still a decision to be made there, but for the most part, it's a waiting game at this point, and we don't really know when that waiting game is going to stop. 
And, and talking about that Dan Quinn portion of things, you know, we we hear we've heard a lot about it since the Cowboys lost to Green Bay. You know how the numbers had had dipped the last half of the season on on defense, and obviously the performance they put out there against the Packers. But I mean, Quinn is still going on that second interview. He's interviewing with just about anyone who's got an opening right now. Uh, yeah. Is is there any world? Do you see the world where Dan Quinn comes back and is the defensive coordinator, or is there too much smoke to this fire in terms of how many interviews he's going on that he's not going to become a head coach? I think before the wild card game, it was it was almost done deal. I mean, I would have chalked it up, and and Dan's going somewhere because he's. He's ready for the challenge. He's been here for three years. He's ready to to take that step forward. And he's done, if we're being completely honest, an incredible job in Dallas. And I know Cowboys fans are a little upset at, at the way that things ended. Uh, but if you think back to the 2020 Mike Nolan years, uh, I don't think anything that Dan Quinn has done in Dallas should be uh, pushed to the side. I mean, he's he's really done a fantastic job. With that being said, with the way that things happened in green Bay or against green Bay and the way that these other coaching positions just keep getting filled. I I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I I don't think there's a a world out there where uh, we, we wouldn't see Dan Quinn back. You know, I I think it's, it's one of those things where early it would have been hard to imagine, but now you're looking at these dominoes falling and there's only a couple other, openings in the NFL and, and only really one that looks like a true fit. So if it's not Seattle, I, I, I really do think Dan Quinn's back as your defensive coordinator going into 2024, which I know Cowboys fans that are clamoring for change and that want some sort of movement in, in, in the, the coaching staff or in the, the roster building or whatever, whatever it may be. I think you should be happy to to have Dan Quinn back in your side and, and back in your corner if that ends up being the case. It just depends on what Seattle's decision is moving forward. Kyle Yeomans from the Cowboys Network with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And Kyle, the quarterback room for the Dallas Cowboys is still a little bit crowded. Do you see any scenario where Trey Lance or Cooper Rush is moved on from, traded to – I don't, I don't know where or how, what they might be able to get for those two guys, but are all yeah. three of those guys back? I think there's a good chance. Uh, there's a good chance that both, both Cooper Rush and, and Trey Lance are, are back in the building because if you're going to move on from Trey Lance, you're not going to cut him first off. You spent a fourth-round pick on him, so you're, you're going to try and, and ride that out as long as you possibly can. And, and I've heard good things out of his workouts, too. I mean, we've – We've had conversations with his pregame workouts, his training that's outside of the, the building. I mean, he's he's done a really nice job of, of trying to, to accept the role and look for the future. And so I, I think there's a chance that if they were going to move on from him, it would take at least a fourth-round pick to do it because they, they're not going to cut ties and take a loss from a, a draft capital standpoint. Uh, but they will uh, – They'll, they'll probably wait until the preseason to make a move like that. They're not going to save a ton of money on, on Cooper rush. If they make him a pre post or pre June one cut or a post June one cut, he he's mostly right around the same money anyways. And with the two year deal that they signed with him. So uh, I think there's a chance that, that both of them are there in the preseason. They're, they're playing a, a good significant amount of snaps preseason wise as well. And then you kind of take that into the season and, and see what it may be. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I think the the quarterback room is going to be pretty similar. The only thing that might change is if they go and 
uh, draft a quarterback late, which I, I still don't necessarily see, or they sign somebody after the draft in free agency. And, and that's probably the more likely case. Yeah, and, and talking about that quarterback room, it, it certainly seems like, Kyle, that, that a lot of people are agreeing on that, that it might look pretty similar to next year. But just looking yeah. at those two guys in, in Cooper Rush and Trey Lance, you know, it's tough for us, you know, as kind of fans, somewhat members of the media, to judge the kind of value that those guys have in a trade. Is there trade value for either of those guys, Cooper Rush or Trey Lance, who didn't get a lot of playing time last year, but, you know, we've seen one was a number three overall pick, and we've seen what Cooper Rush can do as well. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot there. Not right now. Uh, A lot of times you can wait until training camp, and you can wait until the preseason, and then injuries happen and, and teams will, will make a trade for a guy that they know is a, a capable backup. And I think it, it would be more likely for me to see Cooper rush leave than to see Trey Lance leave uh, just based off of if they're spending a fourth round pick to, to try and take a chance and a flyer on a guy, they're going to, they're going to hold him for a while. They're going to just see what they can get. So um, in, in the preseason, let's say Cooper rush comes in balls out. He didn't really have a great preseason this year. And I think that hindered the chances uh, to to maybe move him around if if a team needed him and and there was an early enough injury, uh, which is why they they knew he was the backup. They they let go of of Will Greer, and then they they kept Cooper Rush as the backup to to Dak Prescott. So I I think there's a scenario there that if both of those guys play well, then there maybe is a trade value. But for the most part, I think it would be more likely to see Cooper rush leave than see Trey Lance leave. Cause he's so young. He was such a high draft pick. I, I believe they, they see similar traits in the way that they, they scouted Dak Prescott as a young quarterback and what Trey Lance brings as a young quarterback. And so they, they like the, the idea there of what Trey Lance could bring in the future, but they just don't necessarily want it to get to that point. If we're being completely honest. Kyle Yeomans with us on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And, Kyle, what is the number one priority in the offseason and free agency for the Cowboys in your eyes? Uh, it's be aggressive in my in my eyes, like you said. If it's the, the eyes of the front office, it's yet to be seen, and we'll, we'll see if they change their ways. This is a team that traditionally has waited on free agents, has not been aggressive on free agents. Yeah, they made some moves last year for Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks. That sounds great. But I think if if you're going to keep somewhat the same coaching staff, if you're going to to bring back the same cornerstones of your franchise, which are all under contract for now, you've got to change something. You you can't just go and run it back with the same group of coaches, the same group of players, and expect the 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 same thing to be different. You you can't expect a different result. So you got to be aggressive and whether that's up front of the offensive line, you'll get some veteran offensive linemen that you feel good and capable or as starters, uh, or maybe it's, it's a running game. They'll get you a running back that you can pair with Tony Pollard, who you could bring back on a cheaper deal than the, the franchise tag that you played him on this year. Maybe, maybe you bring some extra edge rushers or defensive tackles, linebackers. I mean, goodness gracious linebackers is a huge need for this team. So uh, they have so many areas where they can upgrade. Do they absolutely need somebody at every position? Probably not. They need a running back. They need uh, they need a linebacker, and they need uh, offensive linemen because they, both Tyler Biotish and Tyron Smith are, are unrestricted free agents. So those are really the three position groups where you're looking at it and say, okay, they have to get guys there. 
Mm-hmm. But when free agency begins, they can upgrade anywhere. They can upgrade at running back. They can upgrade at wide receiver three or four. Uh, they can upgrade at, at defensive end and defensive tackle. I, there's spots on this roster that you can make better. And so if if you're asking me the priority of what I would put first, keep keep the coaching staff. They've won 12 games in back-to-back-to-back years. You, you really believe in what Dan Quinn brings from a system standpoint defensively. And he's done a great job with, with what he's been given with some injuries the last couple of years. Bring that back, but give them some more pieces to work with. Give them some more uh, individual talent that they can rely on. So I think you're going to see a, a more aggressive front office, uh, or at least I hope we're going to see a more aggressive front office going into the offseason. And, and with that, you know, I know you guys are at the Cowboys Network are preparing for the offseason here, however much it's sneaking up on you. Are there any <laughs> names that you've seen out there in free agency that you're thinking, well, you know, early on, that could be a good fit for the Cowboys? Yeah, I, I think mostly it, it kind of depends on on what other teams are looking at too, because there's going to be names on the open market that aren't even undrafted or unrestricted free agents right now, right? I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of guys out there, and I think one of the the early names is is at running back. It's Derrick Henry. I mean, what he can do from uh, a, just a, a bell cow standpoint, short yardage standpoint, he may not be the same player that he's always been, even though he does put up incredible numbers still. Uh, I, I still think he would be a, a great ad- addition to the backfield. I think uh, some other guys like Kareem Hunt, who's who was on the open market for a little bit, they they they've probably done their homework at running back. Let's just say that. I, I think there's ways that Tony Pollard could return. There, there's probably some, uh, a scenario where he doesn't return, but I, I don't think he's going to return in the same element, right? I, I know you've, you've been very adamant about this word of, of he's not your number one running back. I think he can be a number one running back, but he just needs a one B. He needs somebody else there too. And, and we've seen that he can't carry the load all by himself. And maybe you bring him back for cheap. I mean, he was paid $11 million on the franchise tag this year. You're not going to get anywhere close to that value. Let him test the open market. If he doesn't like the value that you're seeing, bring him back for four or $5 million. And then all of a sudden you've got a cheaper backfield and you can spend the rest of that money that you had allocated to that position last year to another capable running back that you can bring in and feel confident in. So I think it would be a different element of, of Tony Pollard than what you saw this year, where they, they basically forced him to be the number one and to be the bell cow when really his best trait is the change up ability. Go get a guy that can, can be your, your fastball while he's your, he comes in and he's your curveball. So there's, there's definitely changes that can be made, but those are just the early spots that I'm looking at free agency wise. Kyle Yeoman's with us in the press box here on ESPN Central Texas from the Cowboys Network. And Kyle, we're just a a, a blink of an eye away from the NFL draft. Cowboys sitting at number 24 right now with the first pick for them in the draft. Do you see a scenario where they could trade up, or is there somebody that maybe? Jerry and Steven have their eye on that would be worth the trade up, or are they just going to settle right there and say, we'll just take the best player available at number 24. So the way that this draft is shaping up, this is a really deep first round. So usually draft grades wise, we end up our draft grades the the weekend before the draft. And usually there's uh, anywhere from 15, maybe even 14, 14 to, to, 
18, 19 players that are first-round great caliber players. So drafting at 24, you're most likely going to get a top-of-the-second-round grade. Well, this year, the early indication is that we actually might have 25 to 28 first-round grades. So you're feeling really good about being at 24, and if that ends up being the case and you've got 25 first-round grades, that you can snag a first-round graded player in on your draft board going into that, that later part of the first round. So I think it's more likely this year, and especially with what we were just talking about, how they can upgrade at multiple positions, mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily need a whole lot at, at one or two positions outside of linebacker or, or running back or offensive line. While they could certainly spend that first-round pick at 24 on those positions and feel really good about it, they could also trade back five or six spots and pick up a third or fourth-round fourth round pick Right in a draft where they don't have a fourth round pick right now, they don't have a uh, a sixth round pick right now, and they don't have a, a fifth round pick. So you've you're, you've got an empty hole in your draft board right now. You'll most likely get two compensatory picks: one for Connor McGovern and one for Dalton Schultz. That will either be two sixth round picks or one fifth round pick and a sixth round pick. So you have those picks kind of in your pocket, but you definitely don't have a fourth. You don't have anything extra outside of the draft, or you don't have more than one pick per round. Why not trade back five or six spots and and still keep a pool of players that you feel really confident in, and then pick up an extra selection? So I think trading up, it, it would be far fetched for me to see them spend more draft capital to go get a guy, unless it's just somebody they absolutely have fallen in love with. He's fallen enough in the draft to where it's within striking distance, and they don't have to give up a ton. But with as highly valued as this first round is and and as many players and prospects as they can probably feel comfortable with late in the first round, I think it's far more likely you see them trade out of the 24 pick and go backwards than it would be to go forward. Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboys Network with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Kyle, you got a busy weekend ahead. Where can we find you? Yeah, we got, uh, of course, you can keep up to date on on Twitter, Kyle underscore Yeomans. Busy weekend. Got the Texas Legends on Valley Sports Southwest and the Urban Edge Network tonight and tomorrow night. And then uh, I've got a a women's basketball battle for first place on Sunday. It's UAB in North Texas on ESPN Plus. Winner takes first place in the American Athletic Conference. So pretty good weekend of basketball. And then. Uh, yeah, Shrine Bowl coverage is starting and Senior Bowl coverage starting this week as well. So draft coverage is here. And like you said, blink open an eye and it'll be here before we know it. Kyle Yeomans with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Kyle, safe travels this weekend. Have fun. Have great calls. And we'll talk to you next Friday. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys having me as always. Talk to you next week. All right. There he goes. Kyle Yeomans with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And he's right. I mean, look, Cowboys – They've they've got to do something in free with that number twenty four pick. I I don't know unless somebody just comes out in the Shrine Bowl or the Senior Bowl and just makes an absolute catches Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones eye and say we got to get this guy. I I don't know that the Cowboys try to move up, moving back. I possibly if you can yeah. get if somebody makes you an offer to where you get a couple of picks in the second round or something like that. Maybe worth it for the Cowboys. But the Cowboys don't need to make hay in the draft, is my point in yes. this, in my yes. opinion. They need to make hay in free agency. 
And that's something that they they did a little bit last year for the first time in a long time. I think you have to go all in in free agency and say, where are 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 the glaring problems with this football team, and how can we fix that sooner than later? Because rookies are not going to get you over the hump and get you where you want to go. Right, for what they're looking for, right? And that is to to get that elusive two playoff wins in the same year. And so that's why that's why I think I agree with you on that in the free agency part. And I think what's good about the draft position in terms of thinking about trading back is Cowboys probably aren't looking for the sexy pick at 24. Right. No. They they obviously they need some help on the offensive line. I imagine that's probably one of the positions they're really looking at or linebacker. So again, not not the sexy wide receiver or running back that you're picking at 24. Whereas there are going to be some teams back there that are desperate for that extra offensive weapon as a playoff team. And so I could absolutely see them move back in this draft and still get the guy that they want late in that first round. So it's coming up. It's coming up, Ward. It's coming I mean, up fast. You gotta start thinking about it. But um yeah, that free agency, they're not it's not gonna be, hey, let's get some some cheap veterans off the scrap heap. It's we're gonna get some veterans, but they're guys who can who can still play. Should be interesting. They're going to do any of that. They never do. Oh, Aaron, come on. I'm putting belief in my Cowboys here. <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's not supported by facts. They don't. <sighs> Debbie they, Downer over here. They, <laughs> they don't sign free agents. They don't make big trades. They trade fifth-round picks for aging veterans, and they think they can win through the draft. When in 30 years, they haven't. But we've got Jerry and Stephen Jones running it, so what do you expect? I guess. Man. Can he pull us down? All of a sudden, f- it's Tuesday again. I don't know. Yeah, I, what happened? We'll see if we can. We'll see if we can pry Stephanie away from the Googles. She'll be with us next here on the press box. Baylor Big Twelve Women's Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The 13th ranked Baylor women back in action Sunday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 12.30 for the countdown to tip off. 1 p.m. tip off Sunday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. What's the most important thing to you when car shopping? Quality vehicle? Outstanding reputation? A dealership you can depend on? Hi, I'm Amy Hunter, and at Jeff Hunter Toyota, you get all three of those. But don't take my word for it. According to Consumer Reports, Toyota has been named one of the most reliable brands in the auto industry. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco Values. Steve Maya, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450. 
to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Time now for Stephanie Sports Talk. A look at sports through the eyes of Stephanie. As only she could do with the Googles. Presented by Advanced Leveling House and Foundation Repair. Epperson Tractor. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina. Mosby's Land Management. Stiefel Investments. Volkswagen of Waco. She's back. I'm here. (laughs) It's Friday. I know. How many times do I have to tell you today it's Friday? No more. Okay. I told, but I told you it's the last Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last Friday of January. Yes it, yes, it is. And Very I've, been astute. Listen, I've been listening to you talk with Kyle and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you guys realize before we even know it, I mean, I know we haven't gone to the Super Bowl yet. It's going to be football again. Yeah. Well, it's it's in the NFL. XFL, it's football. Yeah. I know all 365. year. I know, but I'm just saying, like they do a better job of, than anybody of making the NFL relevant 365 days of the year, and they space it out to where it's that way. I know. You have free agency right after the Super Bowl. You have the draft after that. Then you have it, it, it's I know. it's I know. it's the best. It is, but 
I'm going to let you know about another sport. Oh, here we go. That could be good. (laughs) That could be good. I like that. It was invented in India by a dude named Raju. A dude? A guy. He was an English teacher. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I'm just going to say it the way I say it. You can just go with dude. Okay, but it's Raju Dabhad. Dabhad. Okay. Okay. And he started this game with his students, I guess, for entertainment. Anyways, it is called a roll ball. And what you do, don't roll your eyes for it. Come it's on, a man. Thing. It's a thing. I, I'm it's sure it is. It's a thing over there in those other places. Coco and I play roll ball all the time. Well, that's, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do it on roller skates. Well. This is roller skates bas- and basketball and handball all together. Okay, this sounds like Thunderdrome. The movie yeah, from the seventies. This is wild. Well, I don't know, on. maybe, but it's the same. You you don't have a hoop. You have like a a goalie net, like you'd see in soccer, right? Mm-hmm. And you're on roller skates, and it's a six man six man team and a goalie, and you play twenty minute halves, and the object is you have the same kind of rules like basketball does, but you're on roller skates and you can dribble with both hands not just one so it's not going to be like a double dribble i mean you can double dribble and not get called like you do in basketball so you can dribble with both hands and you can you can throw it and you can dribble it okay but you constantly have to keep moving unless you go out of bounds or something i think but it's kind of crazy so um you can't like carry the ball to the goal you either have to dribble it or pass it to your um your player, right? Your teammate. Um, get this. They have a World Cup Federation. Nice. And there's like over 16 countries that are like a part of this federation. Um, and in 2010, they had their first Asian championship. Okay. And then in 2011, they had their first World Cup and there was like 18 countries that participated. Denmark won the World Cup. And mm-hmm. India, where the sport came from, Came in second place. So, I said to myself, self. (laughs) (laughs) Which I assume happens quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. A lot of dialogue there. (laughs) A lot. We can go to one of the roller rinks here. Mm -hmm. We can get a basketball. And we can play two on two. We may have to pick somebody else to be the goalie, but we could try it. I think it'd be, I think this is something we could all do for like building, you know. Camaraderie. That's a big word for me. <laughs> I'll just say it. But it's a thing. I, I I get it, but I think it's a ripoff from Rollerball is what I was thinking of from 1975 with James Caan in it. Mm-hmm. Do you I, remember that movie? I do. I remember that, and I also saw the sequel, and I'm not exaggerating when I say it is the second worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> nice. Behind only Mission to Mars, and those are the only two. I'm they, gonna. They I'm, were the only two movies I've ever walked out of. I'm gonna need to make a note of this because I am on a mission and have been for a year and a half to watch the very worst movies ever made. Those are pretty the bad. Two worst I've ever seen. All right. Watch the Water okay. Boy. That's hey, a great hey, movie. Hey, 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 take it off. How dare you? Come on. Girls don't okay. like that. I, I, girls don't like that. I Mary. think it would be fun, but I always hear a but. I'm not getting on roller skates. 
Why? You can wear pads and knee pads. I would have to wrap up in like bubble wrap. <laughs> Look like the kid from Christmas Story going to school. <laughs> you could. We could. I don't even know how to rollerblade. Do you know how to roller skate? Like the four wheels? Wait, does roller skates have four wheels? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. do. Before the you roller thing, basically. In line, yeah. You can do the inline or you can do the roller skate. My, my ankles would just snap, I believe. I haven't Not been on, on a pair skates. of roller skates since I was in junior high. Yeah. I know. I used to go. 11, 12, maybe? I used to go to the roller rinks when I was in junior high. Oh, that was the that thing was, to do. I know. I know. And then when the couples dance or skate came. Mm-hmm. Did you have to sit over there all by yourself? Yep. My dad was there. <laughs> <laughs> you had to sit over there with all the nerds. And my dad, being a preacher, was like, come on, Dad. No, because one thing leads to another. I'm like, I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a public figure. I know. We can't everybody, have people he was look- popular. But what he didn't understand is I was popular, too. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not allowed to... You couldn't couple skate. I could with my daddy. How, well, how awful and embarrassing I was about is that? To say, that's Come probably on, wasn't a, a, an option you chose. <laughs> now, was it? let me tell you, as I have gotten older and matured and gotten mm-hmm. smarter in my life. As you've mm-hmm. gotten older, yeah. Yeah. That I would I would hey, not man. give I mean, I would give anything to be able to go back. Look, I'm getting all sentimental here. Aww. And couple skate with my daddy. Aww. Well, of course. Yeah, you looking would. at it now, but looking at the time, back now, at the but time, at the time, right. at the time, and rightly all, so. All you kids are that way. You would have got destroyed if you would have couple skated okay. with your dad. I would. I would like. They to would s- still be calling you. I think you, you should daddy go to the roller rink tonight. Terrible like that, and and just sit, sit there the and, and see if somebody <laughs> could couple skate with you tonight. Scott, are you listening? <laughs> You know, well, it's it might not be packed, you know. Oh, please. So, uh, Is there a roller <laughs> rink here? Yeah, there's Skate World. There's one here in Waco and one in Belmead. In Belmead, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, they, absolutely. They even do, like, uh, they even have, like, that roller skating, like, I don't know. They have stuff. For like, old folks? They have stuff. Well, like, you know, like the dance roller skate. They have those, they have competitions. Wa- those walkers that help you stay up. <laughs> yeah. They really do. Like there for you people go, Ward. Have there, you go. Skating, there you go. There you go. But... But, you know, as, you know, yeah. But by the time I was, like, in 10th grade, mm-hmm. I was still going to the roller rink, because church thing. Right. I could then hold hands. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Moved up? Yeah, I went wow. for the seniors. <laughs> Imagine that. But then, I'm really yeah. surprised at that. <laughs> but, yeah, so, anyways, I thought this was kind of, this could be a fun it's interesting. sport. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to, like, join the NCAA list of well, sports. Well, I don't think so either. It could. I, I'm willing to hear it out. It sounds I mean, I could see fraternities playing it. Yeah. I could see frats playing it. Sure. You know, like frat It's a party leagues. game. Eh, you know, yeah. But I thought it was kind of cool that, you know, India it, started it, a game. And, and I know we go this direction quite a bit during your segment. <laughs> oh, gosh. But is this more of a... Are we going to categorize this as a sport or an activity? Well, they have a World Cup, so I'm going to say it is a sport. Okay. Well, I'm sure you're sweating. That doesn't make it a sport. It does when you're in movement and no, you're throwing a no, ball no. and you're dribbling. I'll explain I'll that to, to you the, later. I'll go back to the uh, to how we <laughs> opened the last segment. What July happened? in Waco, Texas, I walk from my door to the car. I'm going to sweat. 
know, but this is like that ain't indoor. A that ain't a sport. Now, I would say this, no. what you're describing, it's this sport. This whatever, what is it called again? You weren't even paying attention. No, I just no, don't, I don't remember roll, the name. Roll, 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 roll ball. ball. Yeah. I'd lean like more sports movie. for this one. There you go, see. There's just a lot going on. There's so much going on with it that I think it takes a lot of coordination and coordination. I mean, I don't think I could do it, actually. I mean, I got some skills, but I don't think I have these kind of skills. It'd be difficult. I mean, basketball, handball, throw ball, roller, I can maybe get a... There's a little bit much a little going bit on of one for me. of those sports. It's on a little a good busy, day. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I couldn't do it. It's too much going on. <laughs> that means I would have to like really think. I really concentrate. Stick with one sport within one sport, and I'm just okay on a very good day. That's that was way over my head. What did you say? Stick I stick sport? more towards the sports that are one sport rather than roll ball, which is five sports. <laughs> you know. So like and tennis on a good day, or I'm, pickleball or something like that. Yes, or baseball or softball, basketball. I got gotcha. you. Well, <laughs> that's my hockey. world of that's my wide world of sports today, and I thought it was cool. It is. So. I I I would like to see it. I don't know that I would like to participate in it because I again I can find you some bubble wrap. <laughs> well, <laughs> even though you you may be protected. There's just a lot going on. I couldn't do it, honestly. <laughs> I, I don't think that I could. <laughs> be, yeah, it'd be tough. Yeah. All right. But there you go. Have a happy Friday. Yes. And a good weekend. And okay, my pick for this weekend. Okay. Changed my mind. San Francisco, Kansas City. All right. Were you? Did you have Detroit before? I said I would like to see Detroit win. Okay. I mean, so I you're think going. You're going San Francisco Kansas City. and Kansas City. Mm-hmm. All right. Rematch. We'll get our picks before we leave out of here, but we'll make sure yours get on the board. Okay. Thank All you. right. All right. Have a great weekend. Ah. There she goes. Ta-da. We're back right after this on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Big 12 Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Basketball welcomes TCU into Foster Pavilion this Saturday. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball. ESPN Central Texas. The savings continue with the Start Something New sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big right now and get all 2024 Jeep Grand Cherokees at 10% below MSRP or all 2023 Jeep Compass and Renegades for 10% below MSRP or 2023 Gladiator Overland with over 13000 in savings. First responders get an extra $500 in savings only at Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Gish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. 
Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. At UBO Business Services, we recognize that on-prem print servers cost an organization $1,800 to $3,600 annually. With UBO, we are the only dealer in the country that can take print driver deployment, offer secure cloud printing, offer follow me print, scan to myself, and cloud as well as x Media's faxing all to the cloud. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers, ESPN, Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Patola, our guest, ESPN College Basketball Analyst. And it'll be interesting also, John, one last thought here. All of these teams are playing in Foster Pavilion for the first time. What is the impact that has? I'll be curious to see what Baylor's record at home is by the end of the season. The John Moore Show, 2 to 3 p.m. Weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Here on this friendly Friday. That's a good way to put it with this song. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about adapting right there. Uh, NFC Championship, AFC Championship coming up on Sunday. I kind of wish 
and it's selfish of me, but I kind of wish one was on Saturday and one was on Sunday. Yeah. I really do. I don't think that's selfish. I think that's for the good of everybody, Ward. <laughs> Just, I, I would like to have Especially when you get two a Saturday weeks. afternoon game and a Sunday afternoon game. Especially when you got two weeks between yeah. for the Super Bowl. Why not? Because you don't have a real advantage. If it's one week, I get why a coach would be like, oh, that's not fair. You know, we see it in the divisional round. But especially with two weeks, come on, spread this out. Mm-hmm. Bring the mo- do the six hour pregame shows like you're going to do for the Super Bowl, and just do them both nights. No reason why not. But it'd be here fun. we go. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, that's just me. I'm selfish. Rumors flying around the high school coaching carousel as a couple of real good jobs that we thought were going to be open, and then. Didn't hear anything for a while. Yeah. We got realignment coming up next week, right? Mm-hmm. You would think that these would already be kind of in place, yeah. but they're not. And you're hearing some things right now about Lovejoy, which yeah. is a very coveted job. Yeah, Lovejoy. It is. It's a coveted job. It's a it's a big time program. Uh, in in up in you know Metroplex Metroplex adjacent, mm-hmm. um, but I there's a big name that I did not think was going to come up on this list for Lovejoy. By the way, they're having a meeting tomorrow, Saturday at nine a.m., which is interesting. Um, which means you, this is a done deal. You would think, right? Yes, yes, especially if it's tomorrow. So Greg Riddle from Dallas News breaking this, uh, really just a couple of minutes ago, less than an hour ago. Legendary former South Lake Carroll and Austin Westlake coach Todd Job is a candidate. He just says a candidate for the Lovejoy job. Todd Dodge. They don't get the names don't get much bigger in the history of this state with high school football coaching than Todd Dodge, man. And and Dodge retired from Westlake, saying that he wanted to spend time with his grandkids mm-hmm. and step away for a little bit. His son's, his son's been at South Lake Carroll. Mm-hmm. He wanted to watch his son coach a little bit. So he drifted back to the Metroplex, and all of a sudden, this opportunity comes up. I Look, there's some guys that can stand on the sidelines and, and go through retirement, and it's okay for them. There's some other guys that go, that's just not me. I can't do it. I've got to be back out there working with the kids. And Todd Dodge is one of those guys. Apparently so, yeah. And and we've seen this before, right, with Todd Dodge. We've seen him come back to the game and obviously ends with a super successful run at Westlake. Um, and I just have this feeling that there's somebody who, who knows Todd, you know, has worked with him through coaching clinics or whatever and knows he's in the area and is just passing along some notes to the mm-hmm. Lovejoy people. Hey, you know, given the right scenario, I think Todd might want to coach again just – just in case, you just, know, they're the way, coach make just the left call. for SFA. Well, yeah, maybe just see what happens here. I've just heard through the grapevine that Scott w- or that Todd would, would love to coach again. And here we are. Now, to your point earlier, they're saying he's a candidate, but it's 9 a.m. tomorrow. Why would you have, yeah, if, if you're not pretty sure that you've got your guy, you've negotiated, you've talked about it, and you want to move forward with this, you wouldn't do it at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. You're not going to pull those people, and they're not going to come 9 a.m. Saturday morning no. unless they have their mind made up. <laughs> no, and 
This is, I mean, this is big. This is a team that, you know, has had some pretty good teams here the last few years. They've had a lot of success. Yeah. And and they're growing, too. Yes. To where, didn't they they just build, are they building a new stadium? I think they're building. I think they're in the process of building a massive stadium in Lovejoy. 12-2 and last year. Just another day at the office. Beat Melissa by three touchdowns in their Which place. is also building a palace. They just, yeah, they just opened that. So, boy, what what better guy to bring in to kind of get you over the top a little bit? You've mm-hmm. already got the talent. You've already got stability there. You've got this beautiful new facility. And, oh, yeah, you're bringing in, you know, this generation, the, the, the Gordon Wood of the 21st century, the Todd That's Dodge. a great way to put it. I mean, I'm telling you, if you're talking about the all-time great Texas high school football coaches, you can't have a discussion without talking about this guy who is still here and, and just still clearly has an itch to coach. It's a no-brainer. A no-brainer. It would be, boy, it would be like if the Atlanta Falcons had the chance at Bill Belichick or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to give Lucas Lovejoy some some credit. They're better than the Atlanta Falcons. Come on. I, I think that's <laughs> that's really, really intriguing. Another... Little thing that we're hearing is it's it's been very, very quiet on the Midway Panthers front, right? Yeah. And just assumed that the interim head coach was probably just going to take over that role because we haven't heard a whole lot of things coming out. And you, you look at it as, okay, now something's coming out from, from Matt Stepp, which yeah. he has he has a lot of insight in Texas high school football. By the way, we'll hear from Greg Tepper coming up in just a little bit as well, and we'll get his thoughts on this. But boy, what a this is this is a big move. Big time. And it's not like nailed on confirmed yet, but A, Step has the best sources of anyone in Texas high school football. And B, they wouldn't go to they wouldn't put it as a story on their website on Dave Campbell's if they didn't have a really good feeling about this. But he's saying his sources are telling him that Midway High is ready to name Joseph Gillespie as its next head football coach. Recently, as in this season, the defensive coordinator at TCU, a final for the or finalist for the Frank Broyles Award last year as the top uh, assistant in all of college football is going to be announced Monday, it sounds like, to be the next head coach at Midway High. Obviously, a lot of Texas high school roots, uh, coached under Art Bryles at Stephenville for years, uh, almost 20 years, and then uh, took over as the head coach there, won a state championship mm-hmm. there, and I believe that's his alma mater as well. That is his alma mater. So, a lo- state championship rings on his finger. Yes. Absolutely. Won a state championship scene. at Stephenville yeah. as a player and a coach. Yeah. And and has success at the college level. Talk about a big time hire for Midway, because we were mostly off the air, but for weeks saying, "What the heck is going on here, man?" I mean, they they knew before anyone else they were going to need a coach. What's going on with this? And Step is saying that from his sources, he's hearing that Gillespie was a late entry into this coaching search, so that they might have been down to a name or two, and all of a sudden. They hear, probably like what the Lovejoy people were hearing about Todd Dodge, that, hey, Joe Gillespie might actually be interested in this. Why don't we give this a go? And now it sounds like that is inevitable 
that the TCU defensive coordinator is now going to be your head coach at Midway High. Talk about a hire. That's Talk huge. about a show-stopping hire, man. Yeah. Especially I, for this district that Midway may or may not be going into with realignment. Um, they might really need this in order to stay afloat, or it could really propel them to the next level quickly here. Yeah, there's there's one of two scenarios for Midway, and you know they could go back north to the District of Doom with oh. Duncanville and DeSoto oh. in, in those schools, or they could hang and be with the Temple Wildcats and the Colleen schools and maybe Belton ISD mixed in with that, a, a big district with those teams. Either way, both of them very competitive, and either way, this is huge for the Midway Panthers to get a guy like Joseph Gillespie. Just humongous, especially for... I mean, really, since Tanner Mordecai left Midway, it's it's been a downhill slope. Uh, there have been some not good teams over there in Hewitt. Um, not that there's not talent. We know that. We know there's talent in this area. Um, I am fascinated to see a guy who, you know, because we, we see this in Texas, you know, guys who are coaching at the college level who come down to high school, and it doesn't always work out. But you not only have that, you have a guy with a ton of success at the high school level at a, at a similar size school. I know Stephenville's not 6A, but a, you know, still, you know, it's not like he was coaching down there 2A. You know, he, he knows how to win in this state. And I, I'm, I'm psyched for, I'm psyched for Midway. That's, that's a big hire for them. Should be, uh, should be interesting over the next 48 hours to see how that all unfolds. Coming up next, we'll talk 49ers as they get ready to host the Lions in the NFC Championship. That's next here in the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Did you know now's a great time to let Jeff on our Toyota put you in a new or used vehicle? I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff on our Toyota, and you can choose from many makes and models, all priced to fit any budget. We also have a state-of-the-art service and body shop and a full-line parts department with factory-trained Toyota specialists. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. It's Matt Mosley. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder or like my neck, for instance. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. It's very important. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254 254- 415-4100. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. 
The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Gish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands, Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back on a fantastic family 49er Friday. I can't say that. I can't say 49er. Even with our next guest, I can't say that. Speaking of next guest, from KPIX, CBS News Bay Area, he covers the 49ers inside and out, formerly of Channel 6 here in Waco Temple, I guess. Matt Lively joins us now to talk NFC Championship game. And Matt, tell me about the vibes out there in San Francisco this weekend for the Niners in yet another conference championship game. What's going on, fellas? Yeah, third straight uh, NFC Championship trip here for the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, not a fans are rabid. They are crazy out here. Um, I've never experienced a fan base kind of as aggressive. Now, that's <laughs> not the right word because it's a, it's a positive thing. But, man, like the faithful loves their team. And so it's kind of like business as usual the way the last few years have been in getting to this spot. But people are amped. Um, I'm, like I'm talking with this guy who organizes uh, 49er events and rallies, and he just DM'd me that they sold like 1,500 uh, VIP spots to a rally tomorrow in like four minutes. Wow. Uh, they're just they're crazy for the Niners out here. Sounds like Baylor men's tennis. I don't know, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Sounds about the same to me. So, Matt, what were your takeaways? Truly, what what were your takeaways from the game on Sunday? Before we look ahead to this Sunday's game, just kind of closing it out on the Packers. You know, long stretches of the game where where the Niners really struggled, but Brock Purdy at the end of the game 
with, of course, the help of Christian McCaffrey, uh, comes through with his first great like come-from-behind drive and, and puts the win on their back there before the Jordan Love interception. So what was your bigger takeaway from, from that Niners game on Sunday? Was it the way they struggled in the middle of that game or the way Brock Purdy closed things out? No, I mean, the, the focus to me was on the struggle. Uh, you know, a lot of people are, like, really hyping up the Packers this week, and this might not be a popular opinion, but I don't think the Packers played all that well. They got to the 25-yard line of the Niners in six of nine drives and only put up 21 points. I think the Niners played three quarters of really bad football, um, and I'm not really not even the defense. When you look at what the defense did, they gave up a bunch of yards, but they only allowed 21 points. They came away with two great turnovers. The offense was the main issue. Debo Samuel going out in that first quarter was sort of like you getting punched in the face in a fight and you've got a game plan and then it immediately went out the window and you could see the confusion from the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan was to blame on that as well. And he admitted it. I mean, they had Juwan Jennings, the guy that hasn't taken a handoff all year in Debo's spot uh, in the backfield, taking a handoff to begin the third quarter. So it was a lot of just, it's almost like the Niners weren't ready for it. The weather wasn't good, which I know is a poor excuse, but Brock Purdy, for whatever reason, struggles in weather, despite, you know, coming from Ames, Iowa, when he was a cyclone. But at the end of the day, they get the win. And so I think it does say a lot that when you play really poorly, uh, you, you still came away with a huge win and a huge spot. Um, and Brock probably needed that final drive to get it off of his back. The Niners haven't trailed in a lot of games this year where they've needed that. And so that was big for them. Um, but I, I don't think the Niners played their best football by any means. And I, I expect much different things this Sunday. And with the Detroit Lions coming in, certainly the Cinderella of the NFL playoffs. And a lot of people just cheering for the Lions just because of the fact of, well, it's been forever since they've had the opportunity to even be in this situation. How dangerous does that make the Lions to San Francisco because of the fact that they did start slow last week, they can ill afford that against this Lions team, can't they? Yeah, I, you can't let it happen. <laughs> to your point, it's 49ers versus the world right now because I don't think there's a single person outside of the city cheering on uh, the Niners. I mean, and I get it. it. The Lions are an incredible story. Why wouldn't you want to see them finally get to a Super Bowl? Um, but Dan Campbell's really aggressive. So if the Niners do fall behind or fall in a hole or just get off to – um, a non-rhythmic start on offense, there could be huge troubles. But I don't see – I think last week was kind of like uh, the punch in the face they needed, um, a reality check, if you will. And so I, I don't envision that happening this time around. The game plan will be set if Debo Samuel isn't ready to go. I, I expect Debo to play on Sunday just based off his practice yesterday that we saw. Um, but if he's not ready to go, you know, that's something they can game plan for. So all of a sudden the offense is completely different, which they were kind of caught in a bind last week with that. Um, but the Lions, I mean, give them their, their flowers and their credit. <laughs> They're a fun team to watch. They're really aggressive. The cornerbacks of the Niners this week have said you have to defend them differently on first and second down because, you know, if it's they get to a third and short and then a fourth and short, like they're just going to pound it down down the middle and, and go for everything. So um, the Lions present an entirely different challenge than the Packers did, but you're right. I mean, the Niners have to get out to a quick start, which is what they're used to doing this season. They usually score on their first drive, um, and you've got to let Christian McCaffrey have his game. Talking with Matt Lively from CBS Bay Area, and Matt, I'm going to ask you about Debo Samuel, but I'm going to first quote our favorite quarterback, 
Tom Brady once said, it's loves football simply because it's the ultimate team game. Now that said, how much is an advantage for San Francisco just to have Debo Samuel on the field with how much attention a defense needs to give him, even if he's not close to 100% versus him just being on the bench in street clothes? Um, yeah, I mean, even if you're using him as a decoy, it's so important, right? <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't realize just how impactful Debo is away from the ball. He's drawing one to two defenders. He's a fantastic blocker, which, um, I mean, he's, he's probably not as good as Brandon Ayuk or Juwan Jennings, but he's, he, all, the, all the 49ers skill players are fantastic blockers. Um, and then when he does have the ball, I mean, Brock Purdy called him, probably the best playmaker in the NFL. It's insane what he does. However, and I'll go back to this, there's been this criticism that Brock Purdy has too many weapons. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, Debo might not play on Sunday. And the narrative has shifted to, well, can the Niners win without him? (laughs) You have to remind people a lot that the Niners have four other skill players who are all pro. Uh, They've got George Kittle. They have Christian McCaffrey. They have Brandon Ayuk. They have Kyle Juszczyk in the backfield. Um, this is a stacked team, and one injury to Debo Samuel does not derail them from making the Super Bowl. But it certainly doesn't hurt to have Debo out on the field in any capacity, whether that's 100%, he's running routes, he's taking snaps out of the backfield, or if he's just standing on the left side of the formation drawing defenders as a decoy. How quick could this game go by with both the 49ers and the Lions doing a lot of their damage on the ground throughout the season. I mean, this this could be a little bit of old-school football with the number one pick going against Mr. Irrelevant and both of them relying on the running game. Oh, no. I mean, I, I think this will be a ground game for sure. Uh, the Niners allowed a 100-yard rusher for the first time in 44 games last week to Aaron Jones. We should mention a large part of that was a 53-yard pickup, but they've been susceptible to the run in the last few weeks, kind of dating back. Um, to their game against Arizona in week 15, where James Conner even ran it well. And then Christian McCaffrey, I think that's the key to the game. This is a really uh, daunting Lions defensive front. And if McCaffrey does struggle at all, I think that'll be the downfall of the Niners. But, you know, McCaffrey is not a guy that that uh, is limited often, especially not this year. It's a great case, you know, that he could be the MVP. He probably won't be, but he could be based on the numbers he put up. Um, but you know, if McCaffrey does struggle, you're looking at a Lions secondary, which is, that's the biggest weakness of that team. And so I do think Brock Purdy will have his moments where, um, he could, he could really attack the secondary and you need the play action, uh, if you want that to work. And so I I do think the ground game is going to be the the pivotal focus for both of these teams. And and kind of going off of that, Matt, you know, there's, there's a lot that would say with the, the scouting report you just gave that. This is a big game for the early legacy of Brock Purdy. But I look at it as, you know, you're down your best weapon. But as you mentioned, there's still a lot of good weapons on the San Francisco team. There are some ways that, you know, Detroit could stub your toe a little bit. But we always hear about how great the system is and how great Shanahan has always been at creating this great offensive system. Is this a game for Kyle Shanahan's legacy that he is able to overcome having such a talented guy like Debo Samuel not at 100% and is still able to scheme and beat a a pretty good defensive team in Detroit when it really matters? It is funny. It it seems like Kyle Shanahan is doubted a lot. Um, Even early on in the season, there was a lot of Trey Lance fans who were very surprised (laughs) at why he was being thrown to the side and 
And why isn't Trey getting, you know, more of a look at maybe competing with Brock at the QB one position. And it all kind of falls back on Kyle Shanahan and there are these doubters. And really when you look at what Kyle Shanahan has done and where the roster was when he took this job with John Lynch, he's, 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 you know, a top three coach in the NFL right now. So does it hurt his legacy to not win this game? Maybe, but he's gotten the team to, to this spot before. Um, third straight year in the NFC Championship. There's no denying that. But I think the only thing that really adds to Kyle Shanahan's legacy at this point is winning the Super Bowl. So uh, when you look at it from that standpoint, yes, he's got to win. But I don't think in 10 years we'll look back and go, oh, remember when he won this game without Debo Samuel? <laughs> it will certainly rely on what happens two weeks from now. Did the Niners win the Super Bowl at all? Um, I don't think this game in particular will really leave much of a, a stain or a, a check mark on his legacy report card. All right, so he needs to win the Super Bowl. So my question to you, Matt Lively, before we get you out of here, are they going to the Super Bowl again? Yeah, I mean, I, I have the Niners winning this one. Um, I predicted 28-23 Niners. Total right now is set at 51 and a half. Um, and, and kind of with the ground game that we're predicting, I, I think it'll be tough to get to that just with how much time is going to run off the clock. Um, and then I really like Baltimore from from the AFC. I saw them up close and personal this year, and they're they're terrifying. I mean, Lamar <laughs> Jackson with the ball in his hands is a scary, scary dude. Um, so I, I've got a little rematch of that Christmas night game, uh, Niners Ravens for Super Bowl Fifty Eight in Las Vegas. All right, Matt. Before we get you out of here again, uh, any kind of content, special content we can look forward from you this weekend, and how can we find it? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Uh, just at Matt B. Lively on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, and then, of course, you know, I don't know how many people are going to be uh, tuning into CBS Sports Bay Area, <laughs> but you can, you can find us on, online and on the app. Paramount Plus is an easy way to get us. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a full weekend. And uh, if the Niners can get a win, then uh, we just ramp up for the Super Bowl. I, I think it's eight days right now is what I'm slated for <laughs> in Vegas, yes. which, uh, hey, could be a negative. Could could be a uh, <laughs> not a very profitable trip for me, if you know what I mean. So uh, I'm I'm excited though. Futures bet put it all on our Red Sox to win it all this year. <laughs> that is going to be one heck of a payout. Oh God, I don't know. I don't, yeah, <laughs> it, would, it would be a heck of a payout, um, and I would probably lose my rent and uh, everything like that that goes along with it. Well, we'll start a GoFundMe help you out, Matt Lively. Thanks so much for joining us today, and maybe we'll talk to you next week as the Niners are headed off to the Super Bowl. We'll see. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Very nice. 28-23. That should be a fun one, then. All right. So before we get to our next guest, let's go ahead and do our picks for this weekend. Okay. It's uh, probably won't have time after this next segment. Are you buying San Francisco or are you buying Detroit on the road? I'm buying Detroit. I didn't think I would, and there's no real stat I could pull that would say yes. But I just, the way San Francisco played last week, and Matt just talked about it, just a stagnant offense for half the game. Mm -hmm. Like, Green Bay had opportunities to win that game and didn't take it. And obviously San Francisco took theirs at the end of the game. I think the way Detroit has been playing the last couple weeks, they're not going to miss an opportunity to step on a throat. I'm taking the Lions. Oh, well, now it's no fun. We're both taking the Lions. Well, I know, but I just am. And maybe I am because I just think... I think Dan Campbell is the difference maker. And it's over Kyle Shanahan. I, I do. Okay. I really do. 
because he is going to push the envelope more than Kyle Shanahan is and take sure. those chances. And if they pay off, it's going to be a big payoff for the Lions. So I'm I'm going with the Lions. I, I understand that in that, like, the Brock Purdy peed down his leg last year in, in mm-hmm. this game. You know, it was on the road. It was different circumstances for sure. But, like, we've seen mistakes compound from him in, in a big game in his short career. So yep. I can see that. Aaron? Mike would help. Niners Chiefs. Niners Chiefs. Chiefs win it all again. Ooh. No fun. I, I'm, I'm going with Kansas City. I know Baltimore I is yeah. – is, but I, you got 15 there. I can't count him out. I, I just can't. Too. I, my, maybe I'd rather see the Ravens in there to avoid some dynasties, but I, I can't pick them. I can't pick them. No, I think it's the Chiefs. Yeah, I'd, I'd Would really I be do. stunned if it's Baltimore? Of course not. No, I'm you not going to be shocked if right. it's Baltimore at but, all. I mean, I'm well, not I just gotta because they're, they, they've they got a great defense. I just here's my thing about Kansas City and Pat Mahomes right now. Over the last two or three weeks, we've kind of seen Pat Mahomes elevate. Oh yeah, he's gotten better as we've gotten oh, yeah. closer and closer, and that makes a difference. Yeah, he's on a little bit of a roll. As if 15 needed right, a roll, right? As if you know, it's, that doesn't automatically happen when he gets in the playoffs anyway, but. Yeah, I, I just think I, it's Howard's way out, I guess, but I'm picking Kansas City until it's not. Yep, there you go. Until they prove otherwise. Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's. He'll join us next about these coaching moves. See what his insight is. That's next here in the Press Box. Baylor, Big 12 women's basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The 13th-ranked Baylor women back in action Sunday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off Sunday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Save big on your next pre-owned car or truck at Richard Carr. Well-qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2021 Nissan Versa for $196 a month or a pre-owned 2021 Buick Encore for $286 a month or a pre-owned 2018 Chevy Silverado for $360 a month. 100 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles are on the lot and priced to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the New Year New Ride pre-owned savings event at Richard Carr. Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations. Same great quality, same great prices, two great locations. Gatesville and Marlin. Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection of metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, we ensure you'll have everything you need. Commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. 
The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Time to talk high school football with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White's Cam Stewart along with you here on this fabulous Friday. And let's call it a football Friday as we uh, talk a little high school football with Greg Tepper, the managing editor of Dave Campbell's. And Greg, I I know we're getting really, really close to UIL realignment and it's almost uh, never heard of talking coaching changes and big name coaching changes at this point in the year usually they're already done but we're hearing some big rumors right now and lovejoy one of those with a really familiar name for the metroplex and todd dodge rumored to have a meeting tomorrow morning with the board to find out if he may take over that job yeah, so, you know, it's, I think one thing that's important to mention, you know, you mentioned coaching change season in, in Texas, and certainly we've had a flurry of them recently, but but because this is, you mentioned a realignment, those things kind of go part and parcel, that, like, we've had a few coaching changes, but I would tell you to expect a flurry of more coaching changes <laughs> in the next couple of weeks, because, I mean, you know, it's one of the things that if, if your job got 10 times harder <laughs> you know, with, this, with the release of a document, uh, then then you would maybe reconsider. Um, you would 
you maybe reconsider, uh, you know, whether or not you want to be there. So that's one thing. Now, you mentioned the Lovejoy job, and that has been something that has been uh, cropping up. That job came open because uh, Chris Ross, their uh, their uh, coach who did a really fabulous job there over four seasons, uh, left to become the offensive coordinator at uh, Stephen F. Austin for Coach Colby Carthel. Uh, that opens up a, a prime job there here here at the DFW Metroplex, and the, the, the rumored name uh, there is Todd Dodge. Todd Dodge, of course, a multiple-time state champion, led Westlake to a three-peat before retiring. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've seen guys come out of retirement, uh, you know, all the time. And, and this is a guy who, look, he's, he's one of the most successful coaches in Texas high school football history. And uh, quite frankly, you wonder if he just played enough golf, you know, and, and <laughs> right? something like something like that is, you know, you hear this all the time about guys who are like, all right, like, you can take the guy off the sideline, but you can't take the sideline out of the guy. And, and I wonder if that's the situation with Todd Dodge, that, that you know, he stepped away uh, from a really good job at Westlake where he'd had a ton of success, and a couple of years later, his name's resurfacing here. Uh, I, I do know, I can tell you, you know, those reports out there about him being interested in the Lovejoy job, I do know that that is something that we've confirmed at Dave Campbell's Texas football as well as far as his interest level. I also know that he's been kind of – poking around from what I understand at some other jobs as well. He's been trying to get back into the mix uh, and Lovejoy would be a nice soft land, uh, landing spot. Another thing to remember is that his son, Riley Dodge is the head coach at South Lake Carroll. And more importantly, his grandkids live there. You go, mm-hmm. you know, and and so those family connections are important to consider as well. Cause these are, you know, we think of them as football coaches and certainly that's, that's what we know them as, but they are also, you know, dads and, and granddads and stuff like that. And, and that, that may be a draw for Todd Dodge to get up to the Metroplex. And, and so hearing that he's interested in some other jobs as well, would it be safe to say that those would be up in the Metroplex as well? Uh, I, I think that, that I've, I've heard him connected with a couple of other jobs up there in, in the Metroplex as well, uh, as well as some other places around, around the state. But I do believe that the Metroplex might be the place that he's looking the most simply from a family perspective. Greg Tapper, managing editor for Dave Campbell's, with us here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And Greg, right here in our backyard, we're hearing some rumors as well. As Midway had the interim head coach did a really good job, wins a district championship, and really it was unusually quiet for Midway until just a little while ago. And all of a sudden, you hear a familiar name from Stephenville, Texas, from Tulsa, from TCU, Joseph Gillespie a possibility for the Panthers. Yep. You know, what's interesting is that midway, you're, uh, you use the word kind of quiet, and I think that that would be the way to describe this job search. There, it, it's been kind of under the radar there at midway. as They've kind of gone about their business betting uh, candidates. I will tell you this. It's a good job down there in midway. I mean, you're talking about a big school there in the central Texas area, uh, an opportunity to, to, I think, win at the highest level. They've, of course, played for state championships in the past, and, and so there, it's no surprise that they've got some guys coming out of the, of the woodwork. Um, you know, Joseph Gillespie, I know we're, we're working uh, the, the phones here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, to confirm those types of things, but uh, that is something that uh, would not be a surprise. Obviously, he's had success at the high school level, gone on to, uh, to play at other places as well, uh, coaches at other places as well at the, at the college level. This is a name that, that would be really intriguing for a midway team that I think is looking to kind of get their wheels back on. It's been a, a, a relatively lean couple of years by their standards. I mean, you know, but, but I would say that, you know, if, if this in fact comes to fruition, that would be something that would be a, a big get for midway, but uh, I think would be in line with the, the, the kind of big job that midway can be. 
Yeah, and, and kind of talking about that, Greg, it, you know, it obviously is. It's a big job around here, absolutely, and you could see coaches coming out of the woodworks. Are you surprised, though, that it's someone who was a Frank Broyles finalist just two seasons ago who is just coming off a, a D.C. job in the Big 12, two years removed from a national championship game, to then come back to the high school level this quickly, where he has, to be fair, had a ton of success? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It, it, it's certainly interesting. But I don't think it's necessarily outside the realm of, of possibility simply because, you know, first of all, we don't know what the, 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 the situation is like there uh, in, in, in the college ranks right now for him, what the market is like for a guy like Joe Gillespie. That's one thing. But the other thing is that, look, it, let's put it this way. There's a number of jobs out there that I would be pretty shocked if Joe Gillespie was, was interested in simply because I don't think that they would qualify as the uh, I don't want to say big enough job, but, but quite frankly, you know, I think that this is this is one of those unique jobs in an area of the state where he feels like he can win that would be appealing to a guy like that. You know, look, it's it it is it is strange, but we we see this all the time. I mean, you you saw this a couple of years ago. It's it's kind of a, you know two different things, but there was. We've had uh, high, we've had guys leave college head coaching jobs to become high school football head coaching coaches uh, in Texas. It happened. Uh, the coach at Eastern New Mexico, uh, Kelly Lee, left to go mm-hmm. become the head coach uh, there uh, at Brownsville Veterans Memorial. Um, you know, it happens, and, and I think that's the allure of Texas high school football. And and uh, you know, one thing to remember is that at in, at some schools, I don't know what the situation is going to be like in Midway, but you can kind of be your own boss too, in the sense that if you can be the AD as well, then you're your own boss. And, and, and that may be appealing to, to people as well. So it goes deeper than just the prestige. Uh, and, and, and I think you also always have to consider family factors in situations like this as well. Greg Tepper, managing editor for Dave Campbell's with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And Greg, speaking of college coaches going to the high school ranks uh, at Temple High School for the Wildcats, they get Thomas Rocco from Sam Houston State to come in and be their defensive coordinator. And they get a familiar name to come be the offensive coordinator in Chad President. Coach Stewart making some moves with his coordinators. Yeah, and, and I would say uh, winning hearts and minds, too. You bring in Chad President, and I think everyone's going to get the warm and fuzzies because uh, obviously the right. things he was able to do when uh, we're in the blue front white back pants were, were, were awfully impressive. Uh, but again, that I think is a testament to the size of that job and just the, the weight of that job. You know, that there are, you know, Temple is, is a, a team, uh, you know, in, in a program that holds a lot of prestige in Texas high school football. It's a program that people care about, and it's a program uh, that that you know people want to win at, and, and it demands a winner. And so I think for Coach Stewart to go out there and make some big moves, uh, I think uh, kind of a kind of stresses the kind of uh, urgency there to win, but also B, I think kind of flexes your muscles and say, yeah, you know what? We can operate as a big name program in Texas high school football and bring in big names. And I think that that's what Temple is is doing right now. I'm fascinated to see how it works uh, out there uh, because I, I do think, especially with the defensive coordinator position, you know, going from the college level to the high school level can be a little bit of a transition on the on the on the defensive side, but scheme is scheme, and I'm interested to see exactly how they roll out there starting next year because they are going to have such a star set of coaching staff. And Greg, specifically looking more towards this midway job, but but Temple can be looped into this as well because clearly the Super Centex is going to be under the microscope. Obviously, they've had some good teams at the lower levels the last few years in China Spring and Lorena and La Vega, and now these big jobs are getting some exciting names surrounding them, but it's specifically with Midway, 
this realignment could say a lot. I mean, they could be heading towards mm-hmm. a district of death, which they had for, for years and years. Mm-hmm. Uh, how important is that for the short-term outlook of this region, but specifically the midway job where this realignment goes? I think you're spot on. And, and you know, when we kind of talked about in this conversation about how suddenly there's a lot of coaching changes right after realignment, uh, you know, uh, that, that kind of cuts both ways in the sense of, like, there are jobs that become – uh, you know, you know the you know the path now, and 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 at a place like Midway, I think that this realignment and the way that it breaks for them is going to be critical for their path forward. Because if they get looped into, uh, you know, up uh, they go north again, and they get thrust in there with with Duncanville and and, and the, that kind of I twenty corridor, um, it's it's bad news. <laughs> I mean, it's plain and simple. You you just don't want to play there. That uh, there's just I, I, I they're not afraid of anybody, but you just don't want it. Um, that's a huge situation there. And then there's a, a couple of other teams there in that Central Texas area with, with China Spring and, and, and La Vega dropping back down to 4A Division Two. How do things uh, shape out uh, for them? There's a lot of really good teams in there. They, you know, Do they get lumped in with a team like Lorena, who's moving up from 3A Division One? It is a fascinating kind of dance that's going to be going on at 9 a.m. On, on Thursday when realignment gets, gets out because – that is going to be the kind of thing that shapes the outlook for these programs for the next two seasons, and especially with a program like Midway, which could really use uh, a big year for whoever ends up being the new head coach. Uh, I think it's really critical to, that they get a good draw starting next, uh, starting on Thursday morning. You know, the, in a lot of ways, the 2024 Texas high school football season kicks off at 9 a.m. next Thursday because we're going to know the path that these teams are going to have to walk. Greg Tepper, managing editor, Dave Campbell's. Hey, Greg, I certainly appreciate you hopping on with us. I know it was short notice, but want to get your insights on some of these quick moves that are happening just before realignment. Hey, let's catch up next week after realignment and all the bombs drop and find out where all these teams are going. I'm looking forward to it, guys. All right, there he goes. Greg Tepper, managing editor from Dave Campbell's. Appreciate him hopping on last minute with us and talking about two huge moves wow. before realignment, in my opinion. I, I and he nailed it for me when he said, okay, maybe he's played enough golf. I think it's more of the itch really never left him, Yeah, but he wanted to get closer to family. He said that. And having the opportunity to coach right down the road from his grandchildren has got to be appealing to Todd Dodge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, you know, how much... have your cake and eat it too, right? (laughs) Right. I mean, how much do you even see Riley during the football season anyway, whether you're working or not? You know, so you might as well be working, I guess. Um, And and to have some openings up there and Lovejoy that... Look, is it on the Todd Dodge level? I don't know that any opening is because he's such a legend, but it's not like he's taken over 12 mighty orphans, man. Like, he's got a good team here. He's got a good program. And Lovejoy has been, you know, you've said it, had some great teams. They're looking to take that next step, state championships, plural. Right. Uh, And this is a guy, this is one of the few guys that is like nailed on can bring you that. I'm not saying he's going to win six state championships there, but... You don't get a better pedigree in today's high school football than Todd Dodge. No, you don't. You absolutely not at that level. No, no. And, and that's hard to find. It really is, yeah. and hard to find a guy that's that's willing to, you know, just kind of slide in. And it just seems like a good fit because he's not going in and having to say, "Okay, I got to rebuild this thing," and the only way I know how to do that is tear it down right to the studs. That's not the case. At Lovejoy, at all, right? It's not the case. You're just right there on the 
peak of being able to get to the top. And a guy like that probably has a good idea how to get him there. And the other thing I was going to bring up was where does Chad Morris end up? But that was the first news of this morning. He's mm-hmm. joining the staff at Texas State because I was like, man, that we're all we're missing right here is a Chad Morris going somewhere in the in the Metroplex or or coaching at La Vega or something like that. I was and, and I'm surprised happen, he's not going back to the high school level. Me I too. really am. I Me really, too. really am. He's had success there, done well, but now he's going to go be at a, another college opportunity for him, which. Has it really worked out? No. No. I mean, can you look at anything that he's done that's been a huge success other than Clemson? That's it. That's absolutely it, Relative right? Relative success at SMU isn't terrible at SMU by no means. No. It got him the job at Arkansas, which at the time we weren't saying, oh boy, what a miss. And then he has one of the worst coaching, probably the worst coaching tenure in the history of that school. So it's... I'm just surprised that a guy who's, what, in his mid-50s and is going to become the wide receivers coach at Texas State for a head coach, by the way, who's 20 years younger than him. I mean, why not? Just I, I know the Allen, the Allen tenure wasn't terrific, um, but just mellow it out at, a, at the high school level and, and be a head coach for another 15 I years. Mean, like, he was pretty good at Lake Travis. Yeah, pretty darn good. I'd he was say. pretty good at Stephenville. He almost lost a game at Lake Travis. <laughs> yeah. Almost didn't quite, but yeah, pretty good at Stephenville. Yeah, I mean, he's had the success at oh, the absolutely. Texas high school football. Go at it. And I was just a little bit surprised that he wouldn't. He wouldn't just sit back and wait for some of these firecrackers yeah. to go off on Thursday and go. Okay, that job's open. That's a pretty good little Sounds deal. Good, yeah. Yeah, anyway, G.J. Kinney's first collegiate coaching position, grad assistant, SMU, under Chad Morris. There you go. Maybe called in a favor there. He may have. All right, that's going to do it for us for another week here. Don't forget John Morris coming up next, followed by Matt Mosley. We'll have Baylor basketball on Saturday and Sunday right here on ESPN Central Texas. Go out and make it a great weekend, everybody. For Cam and Aaron, I'm Ward White. Until next time, so long, everybody. This is ESPN Central Texas. Okay, everyone, check this out from D. 